Hey everybody, Wasilla Steve here from Alaska. You know, I listen to five or six podcasts regularly, and one of them is the handgun world. And why? Because I too am a cancer survivor. And because Bob survived cancer, and I survived cancer, Bob got the pleasure of teaching me in two of his classes. And boy, did he ever enjoy that. And I'm not trying to brag or anything, but he taught the best student he has ever had. That being my good friend who attended the classes with me. So here now, a true survivor, a great American, and hands down, one of the best instructors I know, Bob Maine. I'm a desperate man. Send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan. Hello, everyone. I'm Bob Maine, and this is the Handgun World Podcast, a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me, because I'm not ex-law enforcement or ex-military. I'm not a fancy gunsmith or anything like that. I am just a regular guy. I keep this real, and I just talk about a regular guy's perspective on the Second Amendment and shooting and competition shooting and defensive training, and even some survival and preparedness information which I am going to talk about at the end of this episode. Welcome to episode 542 to be exact and uh, this is being released on Sunday May 30th 2021. It is Memorial Day weekend folks. Happy Memorial Day to all of you as we remember the people who gave their life for this country. We remember those who gave their life. That's what Memorial Day is. Now, this is not the same as Veterans Day. I get kind of annoyed sometimes when people think that Veterans Day and Memorial Day are the same thing. Or sometimes they don't understand what the difference is. On Veterans Day, which is in November, we honor all veterans who are living or not living and who are serving or have served. But this weekend on Memorial Day... We honor the veterans who gave their life, who are no longer with us, and they gave their life for this great country. I have family members who have done that. I'm sure maybe some of you have family members or good friends who have done that. Take a moment to say a prayer for their families and honor those who gave their precious lives for this great country country of ours. This show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment. Keeper's Concealment is the leading authority on appendix carry, appendix carry holsters, appendix carry training. I've taken a couple of Spencer Keeper's appendix carry training classes and they are outstanding. He sponsors this show now and he's also an affiliate of CCW Safe a concealed carry protection program you need. So KC10OFF gets you 10% discount on your membership at CCW Safe. I'll put that in the show notes. Remember Spencer Keepers for all of your appendix carry needs, keepersconcealment.com. This week I am going to talk about an interesting voicemail that I recently got. 
a lot of folks like to call into my voicemail, and it's great. I've been doing this for years. Uh, it's kind of like a talk show where you get to call in and make a comment, ask a question, do whatever, as long as you keep it under a few minutes and keep it clean and thoughtful and respectful. That number is 210-646-1727. That's 210 646 1727. So let's listen to the first voicemail. This is Scott from Texas. Hi, Bob. This is uh, Scott from Bullard, Texas. Um, I am former law enforcement, former military, and I am a firearms instructor. The reason that I'm calling is I just listened to your podcast about the Shadow Systems MR920. I cannot agree with you more. That is definitely one of my favorite guns that I own in a rather large collection. In fact, I own two of them now. The first one that I bought was the standard uh, combat version. And the second one that I got is actually kind of a hybrid between the combat and the elite. It has the threaded barrel and the optics cut. The only difference being it doesn't have the lightning cuts in the slide. And the only thing that I wanted to add that I really didn't hear you mention is with the grip texture, the gas pedal, the undercut, and the beaver tail that comes on it, I believe it is one of the flattest shooting guns I have ever shot. Uh, you're able to stay on target much, much easier than anything else. And in fact, I like it so much that with all the different guns that I own, I basically only have two guns in my carry rotation. I either carry my SIG 365 XL, or I carry the last shadow systems that I got with a red dot and a flashlight on it when I want to carry something a little bit larger. The reason that those two are the only two that I carry is I believe that it's important to keep the same manual of arms with what you're carrying every time. So I like the striker-fired gun, so I don't have to stop and think about what I'm carrying that day. But I just wanted to add that about the gun being so flat shooting. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you do. Love the show, and uh, thanks for giving me the time to talk to you. Scott, thank you very much. What he's talking about is a couple of weeks ago I reviewed the Shadow Systems MR920 Elite pistol that I just recently acquired, which quickly became the absolute favorite gun that I own. And Scott, thank you for your comment. Yes, it's a very flat shooting gun. I did forget to mention that in my review. So let me talk about that. In addition to everything Scott just talked about, the way the grip is designed and what's really cool is that there are three different back straps that you can put on the grip and you can change the grip angle. So if you like Glocks, but you don't like the Glock grip angle, you can put on a backstrap that is more like a 1911. You can put on one that's like a, like an M&P. That's the one that I use. Or you can put on one that's, that's like a Glock 19. But because the way they've designed it, I put the Magwell on mine. And boy, I tell you, that just lets my hand lock right into that grip. That Magwell just gives me a much better grip on the gun and the beaver tail and the shape of the grip and and the perfect angle because I've got the uh, medium size back strap on it for me 
Yes, it's a very flat shooting gun. And one of the keys, and you can do this with any polymer gun. One of the keys is, some people call it the gas pedal. I call it thumb rests. It's a very well-designed, textured thumb rest on both sides. So if you're a righty or lefty, you get to take advantage of this. I have my third gen Glock 19 modified this way. Uh, I think I've put plenty of pictures on Facebook. I think what I will do is I'm going to put a picture of my Shadow Systems MR920 and my third gen G19 that's all modified. On my G19, I undercut the trigger guard uh, and I had the thumb rests, gas pedal, put on the, uh, where your thumb rests. If you've got a thumbs forward grip, like most people use a thumbs forward grip, then your your other shooting hand, some people call it the weak hand, I don't like to call it the weak hand, let's just call it the sh other shooting hand. How's that? What do you think of that, right? You should be able to shoot with both right and left. So that's why I say it's the other shooting hand. That thumb rests on the frame, on the side of the frame, and it's textured there. That really helps to tame the recoil. Grip, you know, grip has such a big deal to do with taming recoil. Okay, how you grip the gun, how you handle the gun, like Spencer Keepers likes, likes to say, to make hits, press the trigger and don't let the gun and the sights move. It, basically, that's it. Press the trigger, don't let the sights move. And it's, you know, if you have the right kind of grip, and that's one good thing about these MR920s, the beaver tail helps with that. The magwell that locks my hand into the, my, my right hand into that pistol. The gas pedal for my, for my left hand, thumb. All that just is a combination, a great combination where it makes it very flat shooting. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, flat shooting means... <laughs> it's like, you know, think about, go ahead and lay out, lay out a piece of string from your hand to the target to where you want to hit. Imagine, let's say you're at seven yards. Imagine a seven yard, 21 foot long string that goes from your hand to the target. The bullet is going to follow that trajectory. It's going to be flat and the gun is going to stay flat in your hand under recoil. If you notice somebody that, that can control recoil well, it looks like that when the gun recoils and the slide goes back and forward, that it's flat. It's not flipping up. It just stays in a flat motion. And that, that's the mark of a good shooter that somebody knows how to grip the gun, how to control recoil, and their gun is set up for that with some good modifications and as well. So Shadow Systems... Uh, it's, it's great. The bullet goes where you aim it. The bullet goes where you aim it. You still have to have a good trigger press. You still have to have the right grip. All the basics and the fundamentals. that You, you still have to do that. But you get assisted by the features of the gun. That's what I like. You get assisted by the features of the gun and I've got my third gen Glock 19 set up that way I'm working on setting my Glock 34 up that way uh, I may for my 34 I might send it off to get a beaver tail added to it and uh, the trigger guard undercut and some texturing and definitely a couple of gas pedals 
you know, if you already have a Glock pistol or an M&P or an H&K or a Sig Sauer or a Ruger, whatever you've got, you can you can have somebody else do these modifications if you don't want to go out and get a Shadow Systems type of gun. But I'm really glad that Scott called the voicemail in and talked about that because I spent a lot of time talking about handgun modifications on this show over the years. I've done YouTube videos on it. Check out my YouTube videos, youtube.com slash handgunworld. You'll find me there. Just go ahead and, and search Handgun World on YouTube. I've done a lot of stuff on modifications. If you're a Shooters Club member, which if you're not, I sure hope you get signed up pretty soon for only $8 a month. You can watch those videos. Ben and I have videos about handgun modifications on the Shooters Club. And those videos are not like anything else that we've published anywhere else. So get signed up. ShootersClubMembers.com. ShootersClubMembers.com. It's only $8 a month or $75 a year. Now the next subject I want to talk about is ammo. And I went to the range to practice day before yesterday. By the way, I'm going to talk about the ammo I picked up and then I'll talk about my range practice. The range happened to have some 9mm 115 grain practice ammo. They had some arms core ammo, which isn't bad. And they had 100 round boxes for $56. Yeah, 56 cents a round. In today's market, 56 cents per round is, you know... I just, I hate paying it, but if I want to buy factory ammo, that's what I got to pay. So I picked up a couple boxes of that, got 200 rounds at 56 cents per round. And so what I've, what I've been shooting these days as far as ammo is I had a fairly good stock before the crisis hit. And I'm not going to say how much, but I had a fairly good stock. I have a real good friend. He's been teaching me reloading, and he's become pretty good at reloading. So I've been getting some of his reloads. And again, I, I'm learning the craft of reloading ammunition. My friend Mark has become pretty good at it. We had some challenges in the beginning. First 500 rounds or so were not so great, but we've pretty much uh, done pretty well. We managed to get some more primers which were really hard to find, but we managed to get some. And this is kind of like a partnership that we have during this ammo crisis to, to get ammo a little bit less money and uh, to be able to just get it. That's the hard part is actually finding it. So we create some of our own supply. Now, what I was at the range doing is I was practicing conceal carry draw and two shots on target. Conceal carry draw two shots on target repetitively over and over again over and over again I want to get better at that skill right there so I've dedicated the next couple months of practice and competition and training to draw from concealment two shots on target and I don't mean just two shots anywhere but two quality hits on target and I pick out different spots on the target and uh, and I shoot for that spot and the spot is about a two-inch circle. So my goal is conceal, carry, draw, hit the two-inch circle two times. And I figure if I can hit a two-inch circle, that's pretty good. That's, you know, that's a good enough grouping for me. 
And for defensive purposes, I think that's that's pretty good grouping. And, of course, I want to do that as fast as I can. One thing I noticed in yesterday's practice is my concealed, gar- concealed carry garment got in the way a couple times. My concealed carry garment got in the way a couple times. This is why you never want to put your finger on the trigger as soon as you bring the gun out of the holster. You get a concealed carry, concealed carry garment or something that gets in the way, you may have an accident. But the other thing I learned is be careful what concealed carry shirt that I wear. Uh, the one I had was too big and created too many snags. So that's what you got to be careful of as well. How your gun is set up also uh, can be a big factor. You know, this is one reason why people like revolvers. Revolvers seldom ever tend to get snagged on concealed carry clothing, especially hammerless revolvers. They don't get snagged. But I like to carry semi-automatics and things like sights and so forth can get snagged if you're not careful, if you're not practicing. A couple of times I didn't clear the garment well enough. So that's something you got to practice. You know, clear your concealed carry garment so it doesn't get snagged on the pistol. And you'd be surprised. For those of you who have not practiced it, you need to put yourself on a timer. And you need to practice. How long does it take you to draw from concealment and get two quality hits on target? And I'm not talking about a racing holster. I'm not talking about an outside the waistband duty holster or race race holster for competition you know, purposes. I'm talking about what do you use for concealed carry? What is it that you use for concealed carry? Practice drawing from that. Sometimes you'll find it's much more difficult to draw from your concealed carry holster. Much more difficult. You'll be surprised how difficult that might be. And, you know, you need to get under two seconds, in my opinion. Under two seconds. That's draw and put two quality hits on target. Draw and put two quality hits on target. Set a goal. That's my goal. Less than two seconds. I'm not under two seconds yet. I'm pretty darn close to being under two seconds consistently. Yeah, sometimes I can do it in 1.6, but consistently. And sometimes my hits are not quality. So I need to to focus on that. Because here's what I believe. I believe that the person who can do that the most efficiently and the most quickly is going to win the fight. Okay? If that unfortunate, terrible day comes and you've got to use your gun, and we never want to get to that day. We don't want to have to do this. But if it comes, a clean draw and two quality hits on target in less than a couple seconds, I think is going to serve you well. Now, since I'm talking about concealed carry holsters, I want to talk about my other sponsor, Concealment Solutions. For many years, Concealment Solutions has sponsored this show. Jason Christensen runs a first-class holster company. Uh, They make great outside-the-waistband concealed carry holsters, inside-the-waistband Kydex, inside-the-waistband hybrid holsters, fantastic belts. I love the belts that they sell, mag carriers, all kinds of excellent product, mag holder, mag carriers. Check them out, 
concealmentsolutions.com. You get a 10% discount using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout, HANDGUNWORLD. Make sure you use these coupon codes, folks. The code for CCW Safe or the code for Concealment Solutions, which is Handgun World. This is how the sponsors know that we're helping them out, that I'm helping them out. And they don't know that unless you use the coupon code. So you help me out and you help out the sponsors and you get a discount. So how cool is that? So just a quick break and public service announcement and I will be right back. Well, yeah, it's getting tough out there. Yeah, no doubt. I work in home invasions, mostly. Uh, some murder, uh, occasional rape, uh, and I'm a huge advocate of gun control. Absolutely. Uh, competition is stiff, and it, it doesn't help that every time I kick in a door or smash a window, that I face the possibility of being shot and killed. Listen, the fact is, allowing citizens to own guns creates a hostile work environment for me and my associates. Uh, no one should have to work under, under those conditions. Uh, I say make them all illegal, absolutely. Make all gun ownership illegal. I mean, I break the law for a living. I'm a professional, so it doesn't really bother me. I mean, but personally, knowing that most homeowners don't have guns, uh, that would make me a lot more comfortable, uh, more confident, and it would surely increase productivity. No doubt. No Your local violent criminals work hard and put their lives on the line every time they attempt to murder, rape, abduct, or assault a member of the citizenry. They desperately need your help. With your support, there may finally come a day when a violent criminal can have his way with you or someone you love without the fear, anxiety, and stress caused by knowing there's a possibility his victim might be armed. Please show your support by voting for stronger anti-gun legislation because criminals prefer unarmed citizens. Okay, I'm back. Folks, it is getting rough out there. There are professional criminals. I, I don't know if you realize that. There are professional criminals. There are professional bad guys. And bad guys get training, folks. They train. You know, their training comes from their gangs in the streets and comes from being a thug and learning how to fight. So if you're not training and practicing, think about it. Okay? They're, they're criminals. They're getting training on how to be a criminal, how to be a bad guy, how to hurt and kill people and how to be violent and how to get their way and how to riot. You know, I'm sorry if I'm talking about real bad, scary stuff here, but I have to tell you the truth, folks. I mean, that's that's my obligation to you is I got to tell you the truth. Most of you know that I'm a Christian. I'm a man of faith. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I read the Bible a lot. And the Bible says, the Bible talks about evil. Evil exists. 
Sometimes I, I conclude the show by, by saying evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. And to all you anti-gun slime bags out there that think that guns are evil, that think that features and accessories of guns are evil, and that these pieces of machinery are evil, you're, you're so full of BS, it's unbelievable. And, you know, I have a message for some of these politicians. Uh, stop it. You, you know, what they're doing is they're using fear tactics, and they're trying to make you think that a gun is evil and not a person. They don't want to admit and deal with the fact that people are evil. You know, they don't, want to, they don't want to admit that. They don't want to go there. So they want to control you. You're just trying to defend yourself and your family against the guy that was in the commercial that I just ran. And the politicians want to control you. It's all about control. It's as simple as that. Because I tell you what, any of these politicians that want to ban guns, if someone came into their home and wanted to kill or maim one of their family members, what do you think that they would want to do? It's pretty obvious, right? They would want to use their own gun. If they don't have any guns, they want somebody with a gun to protect them. But they're going to be SOL if they don't have a weapon. So come on, let's let's admit, folks, that evil exists and it's out there and it seems to be growing all the time. We have to resist it. Here's the good news. Besides the fact that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again to complete the plan of salvation and you will go to heaven if you believe in him, this is not a religious show, but I believe that is part of the good news. The other part of the good news is you can be your first responder. You are your own first responder. You don't have to wait for the police. And if you stand up and resist these politicians that want to take away your ability to pull out your Shadow Systems MR920 or your SIG P365, which just like Scott, my voicemail caller in the earlier part of the episode, Scott, I too carry a SIG P365 XL. The XL P365 and my MR920 Shadow Systems, those are my primary two concealed carry weapons just like you. You can get those out or whatever it is you carry, whether it's an M&P shield, whether it's a Glock 43 or Glock 19, or maybe it's a small CZ pistol, or maybe it's a little Ruger. Whatever it is, maybe it's a revolver, maybe it's a 38 Snubby. That is your right. That is your protection. And that's what's going to stop the bad guys from coming in before the cops get there. And look, folks, some of you live in areas where, where they want to defund the police, where they want to restrict the police's ability. Well, first of all, even when the police are not restricted, they can't be at your house 24 hours a day. That's why I say I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Literally, I can't carry a cop. So the gun, that's my protection. And I know how to use it. And I've trained hundreds and hundreds of hours. I have taught people 
for hundreds and hundreds of hours. I have competed with my gun for hundreds and hundreds of hours. I have bought thousands of rounds of ammunition at a high cost because I value my life. Okay? And if this is you and you want to th- and you think about this or you're a brand new gun owner, guess what? Not only are you a new gun owner, you're a prepper. You're a survivalist. You're a modern survivalist. You know why? You know what a survivalist is? Stop thinking that there's some kind of tinfoil hat person that's out there. A tinfoil hat, conspiracy, zombie theorist kind of guy, that's not what survivalism is. Modern, common sense survivalism. Some of you started listening to my show because you used to. You started listening to me when I did. I did about seven years worth of podcasts on Common sense, survival, no tinfoil hat. Do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Well, do what you can. Defend yourself. Defend your family with what you have. What do you have? You got a 38 special? You got a small 9mm handgun? Maybe you got a 1911 45 ACP. Whatever it is that you have at that moment, at that time, as soon as it happens. Folks, I don't care if you have three M4 rifles and they're locked in your safe. You're probably not going to get to your M4 rifles when some dirtbag comes into your house. You know what you're going to be able to get to? You're going to be able to get to the 12-gauge shotgun that's sitting next to your bed. You're going to be able to get to the handgun that's in the small little handgun push-button safe or biometric safe that you can open up in less than one second. That's what you're going to get to. Maybe some of you keep a loaded handgun right on your nightstand. That's what you're going to be able to get to when the scumbag who was on the infomercial that I just ran When they get into your house, that's what you're going to get to. I don't care if you have a big $3,000 1911 or 2011 race gun that sits in your safe locked up and you only take it out on competition shooting day. That's probably not what you're going to get to when the stink hits the fan and you got about 10 seconds to decide what to do. Sorry, folks. Some of you, I might be rubbing the wrong way. I certainly hope I don't. Again, I have to tell you the truth. I owe it to you, the listener. Many of you who listen to this, you support my show. And what you tune in for, what you listen for, is for me to tell the truth, right? How many of you would agree with that? You, you listen for me to tell the truth, or at least what I believe that the, that the truth is. And you, you, you tune in for my opinion. You tune in for my, my analysis, You listen because you want to hear my guests that I have on this show quite often. You want to hear what they have to say. I'm selective about who comes on this show. I talk to them first. Either I know who they are or I've talked to them first extensively. Maybe I've met them at a training class. Maybe I've met them at a competition match. Maybe I've met them at the uh, Range Master Tactical Conference that I've been to two times that Tom Givens puts on. Maybe I met them at MAG40 because I've taken MAG40 with Masada U Group twice. Maybe I've met them because they came to one of my classes that I taught. Maybe I've met them because they're with Suarez International Training Group and I've either taught with them or I've taken their class. 
Those are the kinds of guests that I like to bring on this show that have experience. Some of them have been in gunfights. My longtime friend and training partner, Ben Branham, been in 11 gunfights. Ben knows what it's like to be in a gunfight, which is why I like to bring him up. So you tune into this show to hear that kind of information. And these people, when I bring them all on, they tell the truth. They tell the truth about what's going on. Sometimes the truth ain't pretty. Sometimes the truth is not popular. But, as Winston Churchill said, and I'm going to paraphrase, the truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it, but in the end, there it is. It's still there. Ignorance may deride it. Malice may attack it, but in the end, there it is. The truth is still there. So it's my obligation to share it with you. You know, a little over a month ago, I had John Correa from Active Self-Protection on this show. He was a guest. I interviewed him. Remember that? If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. John's analyzed something like 35,000 gunfights. 35,000 gunfights. That's a pretty good sampling, isn't it? And, you know, what John says about what he has seen by analyzing these gunfights, that's the truth, folks, because it's it's 35,000 actual gunfights. Not, not some internet warriors that are on their keyboard typing stuff on the internet and making themselves feel good. Don't pay any attention to that stuff, folks. You know, it's not some YouTube celebrity. There's a lot of YouTube celebrities. And boy, they can make a video of some great shooting. They can be shooting. Okay, don't forget, videos are editable. Videos can be modified. They can be edited. They can be sped up. They can be slowed down. Things can be cut out of the video that they don't want you to see. You'll notice when you go to my YouTube channel, I don't edit those videos. I don't edit those videos, folks. And let me tell you something. <laughs> if, if something, if I kind of mess up on a video, I'll say, oh, guess what, I just, I just messed that up. Let's do this over again and let's try it again. Everybody makes mistakes, folks. Be careful of what you hear and see out there. Listen to the people who have been there. Who have done that. I've never been in a gunfight. So I'm going to put that out there right now. So you're probably not going to ever hear me on this show. Talk about what I experienced in a gunfight. Because if I did that I'd be a liar. And I don't believe in being a liar. But I bring other people on the show. That have been in gunfights. That have been in law enforcement encounters. That have been in military engagements. You want to get better at being a competition shooter? I bring people on this show that are good competition shooters. I have a pretty good amount of experience of being a competition shooter. So I can talk about some things. But there are a lot of people who are a whole heck of a lot better than I am at being a competition handgun shooter. A lot better. So I like to bring those people on. So next, Scott brought up a good point. My caller, Scott, earlier in this episode you know, he said his uh, carry rotation is down to just two guns. One of his shadow systems guns 
and a SIG P365XL. See, that's such a smart move. And, and Scott said something that I have said hundreds of times throughout the 11 and a half years that I've been doing this podcast. Stick to the same type of gun for your carry gun. Pick whatever it is. Is it a 1911? Okay. Is it a revolver? Okay. Is it striker fired? Okay. Is it a hammer fired double action, single action? That's okay too. Just pick what you like to shoot the best and stay with that as your concealed carry handgun. So, my primary go-to gun now is my MR920 Elite. My secondary go-to gun is a P365XL. I'm comfortable with those. I can shoot those well. I practice and practice and practice and practice over and over and over with those guns. And I'm going to put in a nice a special plug here for the P365XL by Sig Sauer. That's a gun you can purchase. Take it out of the box and it is good to go right out of the box. You don't have to do anything to that fine pistol. You don't have to make any modifications. It's good to go. It's got the night sights. It's got the green front sight. It's got a fantastic grip. Nice texturing. Nice undercut under the trigger guard. Holds 12 rounds plus one in the chamber. There's also 10 round magazines. If you live in a less free state where you can only have 10 round magazines. That's a fantastic gun. You're going to pay for a little bit more for it than you are for some pistols. But you can do anything with a P365XL. You can shoot long distance, medium distance, short distance, close range. That thing, it's an all-around great gun. It's probably one of the best all-around pistols. And it's very concealable and very easy to carry. Easier than a Glock 19. People have said, well, the Glock 19 is probably one of the best all-around guns out there. And it probably is. It's now, I would say, probably in the top five. It used to be the best all-around gun out there. But you know what? A lot of other guns have been invented and sold now and created since the Glock 19 came out. And many of them give you excellent features. And you don't have to modify them. If you carry an MR920 Elite by Shadow Systems and 9mm like I do and that's your primary, you don't have to do anything to that gun. It's ready right out of the box. And that's so cool. Would you agree? We, we are in a pretty cool time right now in terms of manufacturing guns. So I'm going to finish with this. Don't let any of these politicians take these things away from you. Stand up. I don't care what kind of a... Um, belief system you have in politics. I don't care if you're a right political person or if you're a left political person or if you're a moderate somewhere in the middle or you're a libertarian or whatever. I don't care. It's okay. You know what? You're part of this great group called gun owners. Gun owners. Freedom-loving people. People who believe in the right to self-defense. You're part of it. But you got enemies that don't want you to own that gun and use that gun. Some of these enemy politicians you have, they have an R next to their name, which stands for Republican. 
Some of them have a D, which stands for Democrat. Some of them have an, in, an I for Independent. Some of them are enemies of gun owners. They're enemies of the right, the God-given right you have for self-defense. And by the way, folks, the, the, the Second Amendment, when it was ratified, it was not ratified to give people the right to self-defense. It was ratified to give the citizenry of the country the ability to keep and bear and possess arms so they could fight against tyranny because that's what they just did. That's what they just did several years before ratifying the Constitution. They fought against tyranny. Tyranny is starting to come back. And you've got to fight against that. That's why you got guns. Self-defense, that's just a benefit of the Second Amendment. Oh, by the way, you can use your gun to defend yourself. In your home, out of your home, if you have a license. By the way, in Texas, we, we passed constitutional carry. I don't know right now, as of today's recording, if the governor has signed it yet. He promised he's going to sign it. So we'll be like the 14th or 15th state to have constitutional carry. If you're 21 years of age and you're not convicted of a felony and you're legal to own a gun, you can carry it or you will be soon allowed to carry it in the state of Texas without having to ask permission of your government and pay them a fee. And I think that's a cool thing. One day I hope all 50 states, I know it's a tall order, but one day I hope all 50 or at least almost all 50 states allow the same thing. Because it's our right to be free and to defend ourselves. That's all I got to say, folks. Please, please support this show. Support my sponsors. Buy from them. Use the coupon codes. If you don't want to do that, sign up for my Shooters Club at $8 a month. I have a Patreon page. There's unique information on there that I've never shared anywhere else. Become a Patreon for as little as 3 bucks a month. All these you can find at handgunworld.com, handgunworld.com. Even if all you can do is leave me an iTunes review, or now it's called Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate that too. So that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I am Bob Main. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. I'm a desperate man Send lawyers, guns and money This shit has hit the fan Guns and money